0: Hello and welcome to the Rooted podcast by Pursuit Young Adults Ministry out of Richmond House of Prayer. We meet the first and third Sunday of every month and we would love to have you join us. I am Samantha, the leading lady of this podcast, (laughs) and uh, this is my lovely husband, Joseph.
1: You didn't even let me say my name. <laughs> Speak for me. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Who continues
0: to make me laugh as he made me do the intro, so
1: I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you got to get out of the boat sometime.
0: Oh. So, um, anywho, <laughs> starting a new anywho. series this month, and it's, it's a good one. Okay. Um, stop <laughs> making me laugh. The, um,
1: the core spiritual disciplines, core sp- what we think is the yes. core spiritual disciplines. what we
0: believe are the core spiritual disciplines, and we, one of the core spiritual disciplines we already did a whole month over, which was scripture, yeah. so we don't have to talk about that, um, but we're starting today over prayer and mm-hmm. reframing prayer.
1: So when you think of prayer, like, what do you, what's the picture that you get in your mind? What do you think the average person, not even Christian, what do you think the average person thinks of when they think of prayer? Like somebody down their knees like this. Like
0: I'll say, yeah, that's uh, what I'm thinking. And then I, the, the the beads and that's a rosary, right? That's yeah. The that's Catholicism. Rosary,
1: yeah. Um, that's a Catholic brothers and sisters. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, I always think, I don't know, and just a list of petition and request. And that's what most people think about, right?
1: I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. If they even think of prayer at all. yeah.
0: So E.M. Bounds um, quotes that prayer is simply... I love this too. Prayer is simply faith taking possession of its illimitable inheritance.
1: Yeah.
0: That's good stuff. You
1: want to break that down a little bit?
0: (laughs) So prayer is our oral expression of faith.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's so good too. Because I don't go, if I don't actually believe that God is who he is and he's going to do what he says he's going to do, if I don't actually value god then i'm not going to go and communicate with him yeah. i'm not going to rely on him um and so by me actually coming to this place of communication with him of uh, worship praise petition all the things that that prayer and tell in communication i'm actually expressing my faith like i am i am praying to him i'm talking with him i'm asking him i'm relying on him like that isn't that's an expression of my faith and it's pretty awesome.
0: I think it poses a question too when you read this of we have you know so many christians that say yeah i have faith that god can do this or i have you know faith saying that
1: faith that god, saying god can do it is not faith it's hope. You don't actually have faith if you say god can do this.
0: You just dropped a bomb.
1: Yeah, sorry. <laughs> or god. That was really good. Yeah, but yeah, that's not faith, that's hope. Wow. Yeah. That's good. But anyway, sorry. sorry no, to cut you off. the
0: point that I was about to make is, you know, we can say that we have faith um, in God, but do we really have faith if we're not praying to God on a regular basis?
1: I'd be a negative ghostwriter.
0: According to this quote, that's enough. Well, that's <laughs> not a quote. It's actually just a definition. Yeah. Um,
1: but but it's, it's the truth, though. Yeah, if you don't actually pray, then that's not sure. Like, why don't you pray? Mm-hmm. Do you believe that God actually would, was going to answer you? Well, if you did, you would pray. Like, if you actually believe that God cared about what you care about, you would pray. You would talk to him about it. If you don't, then you won't talk to him about it. Like, that's that's, just a, that's pretty clear cut to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and people be like, well, I come up with excuses. Okay. That's okay if you want to do that. But what it comes down to is that if I thought that the creator of the universe, who has unlimited power, who gives life to everything who can answer anything that I could possibly request with a thought. If I really thought that he cared and I, and I thought that he is who he says he is and that he'll do what he says he'll do.
0: And that if, you, if you, Even if you believe his word, which says, ask and you shall receive.
1: Yeah. Any of that, then why would I not go to him? Mm-hmm. So if I'm not actually praying, then I don't, I think that that's, that's a symptom of unbelief. Like that's, that, that actually shows me that there's the unbelief has taken hold. That my garden is full of unbelief now, not faith. If if I find myself in a place where I'm like, I don't value prayer. I don't value communication with God.
0: But and then this just makes me think, and I wish I would have um, wrote this down. I didn't even think about it till we started talking about it. But the statistics on the amount of Christians that pray on They'll a daily be, or a weekly basis. But yeah. not only that, but it's the uh, it's staggering and just crazy to me the amount of pastors and leaders
1: the, the amount of time that they spend or, or, or don't, spend. don't spend yeah In and prayer. what and I, and but you also like definitions matter language matters like what what are what are people defining as prayer mm-hmm. so prayer to one person may not be the same as prayer to another that's true like cuz we have a pretty broad idea of prayer it's communication with god mm-hmm. there's expressions of that and I think it should be continuous. It should be all throughout the day. But some people, for them, prayer is thirty minutes in the morning, like at a, you know an hour in the morning, or depending on you know what denomination you're in and you know what heritage you come from. Like it could be hours in the morning. Ian Bounds spent hours in prayer mm-hmm. in the morning, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I think that's amazing. And if I can have that time with God, I want that time with God. And yeah. and if I want that time with God, then I have to prioritize that time with God.
0: And wasn't it? Uh is it Jack Taylor that was the mission missionary in?
1: Hudson Taylor. Hudson
0: Taylor, sorry. Hudson Jack. Taylor. I, know, I don't know if I'm thinking of mm-hmm. Jack Taylor. Hudson Taylor, that, um, was he not the one that got up and prayed for like five hours every morning or something like that?
1: Um, Hudson Taylor did have a, a very deep spiritual, or a very deep prayer life like, like that. I can't remember exactly on that one. There was um, there was some Korean pastors <coughs> that I remember reading about when the revival broke out on uh, Korean Peninsula. Like they talked about how that... They would get up and go into the mountains and pray for four and five hours before they started their day. Yeah. you know, um, Hudson Taylor may have as, as well. I just can't remember off the top of my head. But the moral of the story is here: is that prayer is important. Communication with God is important, and the expressions of that. If I, now <laughs> I can just communicate by complaining, that's communication. But complaining is the worship language of hell. I
0: was just telling someone that the other yeah.
1: day. Yeah, like that's just here, demon, 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 demon. Like you know, <laughs> when you're complaining, that's like that's basically what you're doing. Uh, it just it's like you know flies to to honey or a bear to a bear. To, I don't know what flies come flies come to everything.
0: Like feces.
1: Flies <laughs> to manure, flies to feces, like whatever it is. Uh, yeah, a bear to honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our children to anything that, that looks like food, like.
0: You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, scripture. Let's get yeah, into some scripture. Yeah, and talk but, about prayer.
1: But yeah, co- the <laughs> com- complaining is is communicating, but it's not, it's not the way we should be communicating with God. Right. So let's just make that clear. It's not like I can talk to God. I bring him my 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 problems because I want to work through them with him. But and I cast my cares upon him. But like. Just coming in and complaining is a totally different thing. you know.
0: That's not an oral expression of faith.
1: Uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say that, 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 yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, some scripture. Mark 11, 24 says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Matthew 6 and 6 says, But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. James five sixteen says, Therefore confess your sins one to another, pray for one another that you may be healed, the prayer of a righteous person has great power, as it is working. Colossians four and two says, "Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving."
1: So we kind of like, I won't say we cherry picked scriptures. Like we're not trying to like build a doctrine here, but we're we're highlighting the the purpose of of what we're you know uh, we're showing prayer in scripture. How many mm-hmm. I mean, how often it is said in scripture like that we should be praying? Like that it's important to pray, and and Paul I mean Paul talks about praying continually, you know. Um, so, Scripture is riddled with people who prayed, who they did great things for God, but it came through that communication that they have with God through faith. Like, you you don't read, you don't really read, um, you don't ever really read where um, anywhere in the New Testament, like, things just kind of happen. Like, there was there was things that happened that were preceded by prayer, Mm -hmm. by by moments of prayer and fasting and and being in focused communion with God. Um, The upper room experience. when they prayed for boldness again after being, you know, after being beaten and the place was shook and they were filled with the Spirit again. Um, All sorts of times where that that was the, that was kind of like what what preceded, um, yeah, before Paul and... um, Barnabas were sent out in Acts thirteen. They were praying and fasting and ministering to the Lord, and then the Holy Spirit spoke and said, "Separate these two out to for the work I've called them for." Mm-hmm. And they, they go on their, their missionary journey. It's it's incredible. I this these the value of prayer is uh, is for one it's just it, we're we're communicating with God. We're just drawing nearer to Him. But out of this communion, out of this communication, out of these these moments of of. You know, for some people, it might be like this focused time of connection with God. For others, it may be just all throughout the day, however they want it to be. Um, Like that, things happen from that because we're learning to rely more on Him. We're learning to cast our cares on Him. We're learning to receive the grace that's that that communion. Prayer is fundamentally us communing with God, you know, and and like you you said at the beginning, it's an oral expression of our faith. I'm speaking out what I need. I'm telling Him, you know... uh, you know, what I, what I need. Also what's, what's bothering me, uh, issues I need to handle. Uh, but it's not just that it's, I'm praising him. I'm worshiping him. I'm giving him Thanksgiving. I'm putting him at the place that he deserves to to be at in my life. Um, you know, prayer is powerful. That's, I mean, it, I'm, I'm trying, there was something I was going to add on to that, but prayer is powerful, but it's not just prayer for prayer's sake. It's what is prayer. Prayer is us communing with God. That's why it's powerful. We're communing with the creator of the universe. Like yeah.
0: So you just answered the next section. Why do we pray? Oh, <laughs> you literally I just
1: answered it. <coughs> oh, okay. Let's act like I didn't do that. <laughs> um, well, um, let me read this quote here that you got. Okay. Hunger is an active sense of physical need. It prompts the request for bread. In the like manner, the inward consciousness of spiritual need creates desire, and desire breaks forth in prayer. Desire is an inward longing for something of which we are not possess- we are not possessed, of which we stand in need. Something which God has promised, and which may be secured by an earnest supplication of His throne of grace. So I um, think that, that that quote actually came from Ian e. Bounds, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we- it was Ian e.
0: Bounds or Dallas Willard. I can't remember. I was reading after both when I
1: wrote this. So. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So the <laughs> when when we are hungry, when we are hungry, we communicate with God. Like when I when I don't find if I'm not hungry. I heard Bill John talk about this. If I if I find that I'm not hungry, something's wrong. If a baby will not eat, they, they'll die. You know, you, they won't thrive. If an adult doesn't eat and consume nourishment, they'll die. If they don't have hunger, they won't eat. They won't consume those things. If I find myself ever in a place where I'm not hungry for God, something's wrong. But when I am hungry, what happens is when I'm hungry is that I begin to cry out to Him. When I was, you know, for, for early on when we came into the, to the church, I was really seeking to just be, just be filled with His power, be baptized in His Spirit. And I was like, God, I, I just, I, I want this. I want, you know, everybody has opinions about, you know, different, different things in Scripture, you know, especially the book of Acts. It's, it's such a, you know, everybody has an opinion about it. You know, we're in a Pentecostal church. We believe that there's an, ex, there's an experience that comes with the baptism of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with that at all. I, and I wanted that. I saw that in Scripture, and I said, God, I want this. I want to be filled with Your Spirit. And that hunger to be filled with his spirit, to be baptized in power, it, it created a uh, something in me that caused me to cry out to him and say, God, I, I, don't, I don't know what this is. I don't know what's going to come from this. I don't know what you, at that time I was like, I don't know what you need from me. I don't know what you want from me for this because I didn't know anything. But I was just like, I want this. Mm-hmm. And after some time, you know, he answered that, that cry, but that hunger for it is what birthed that that petition, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, this is my own personal experience, so, no, so go ahead, why we pray, it's, like, uh, we've not covered that yet, so go ahead and, I <laughs> we
0: haven't, okay, <laughs> well, I think you just covered it again some more, our relationship with God and our desire for more cannot go deeper without open daily communication, which, what you, what you were just talking about, that, mm-hmm. just that desire for more, um, and someone, you know, was talking to us the other day about just the, um, a zealousness that that young Christians have that sometimes get just stifled or snuffed snuffed out, but that zealousness is just that hunger for more of mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. and that desire. And, and if we can just take that with the with young um, with young Christians and just say, take that before the Lord, you know, and become just immersed in His presence. Mm-hmm. Oh, how we could just set the world ablaze!
1: Roland Baker once said that when they would go into the to the bush in, in Mozambique and they would have these areas get you know converted, uh, these different tribes, that they would have to set up a church and they would set up a pastor for that church for that community, <clears throat> and they would get, you know they would keep going on spreading the gospel. They stayed in contact with that group, but he said we started seeing that when we held the harvest school in Mozambique. Uh, like three months out of the year, and we invited all these pastors to come so that we could teach them about the scriptures because they had solar Bibles where they could, uh, it would read to them, and they had had it translated into their language, which was really cool. Uh, They've done a lot of work with that, but they said we need to educate them on scripture. We need to give them some, disciple them. He said these pastors were showing up, and sometimes they were showing up and talking about how many people they'd seen raised from the dead in their their village. And he said... um, he said, yeah, we hadn't, yet, he said, we hadn't yet taught the faith out of them yet. We hadn't yet taught the faith out of them. He, made it, he said it jokingly. Mm-hmm. Now, if you know who Roland and Heidi Baker are, you ain't, ain't going to teach the faith out of them. Like That's not what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But, he, but he was getting on a point of that we have people who go full after God, zealous, hungry, seeing the work, seeing the power. And if we're not careful, the church itself will snuff that out. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to be a church that snuffs it out. We want to be a church that that breeds on the, those coals, that sees that flame stoked, that does that in a healthy way. And I heard Todd White talk about that one time. He went in to pray for someone in ICU, and a nurse said, "Oh, honey, I remember when I got saved. You know, that'll that'll die down one day." And he was like, "What will die down? That zealousness, that that belief that God's actually going to do what He says He's going to do." Mm-hmm. Um, he he uh, he talked about that. And he was like, "That's you know." The, that idea is birthed in hell, right? that, that we'll, we'll be hungry and gung-ho for God, and then as we go on, we'll get settled and we'll understand things more and, and we'll be more balanced. That's the word, yeah. We'll be more balanced and we'll have wisdom. And it's like, well, if it's not leading me more toward looking like Christ and it's not leading me more toward seeing the fruit that Christ saw in his life, then that wisdom doesn't come from God. It came from hell. Like what wisdom are we talking about here? Mm. What kind of balance are we talking about here? Does God want balance or does he want people that are on fire for him? Mm. I'm about to start preaching. We're gonna take up an offer no. <laughs> Um but but yeah, I, I I I'm just um I know kinda of going off script here, but that's really that's that's really important to me. Like, I I hate seeing someone on fire and then like that flame just kind of died down. But That's not that's not what I don't think that's what's supposed to happen. It's not what's supposed to happen.
0: It's not, and we try to take that flame, and then we try to put it in a box. And what happens when you cover a flame with something? It's It's just it's
1: going to be snuffed out, yeah. Just like yeah. And I'm thankful that our that our church is so that we are hungry for the for the move. The presence of God is welcome here. We're hungry for the move of God. We're hungry for the power of God. Like we have a senior pastor that is that this is his heart. You Mm -hmm. know. Um that's that's not everywhere. That's not everywhere that, that happens. So discipleship in our church isn't about like I feel like the way discipleship goes in our church isn't about like this is this is what, you know it's not just about this is what good doctrine looks like and this is what you know, having all your ducks in a row and all that's not that's not the point. It's like, no, we want to see you immersed in the presence and power of God. Like yes, we do want you to know what the Bible says. We do want you to have sound knowledge of scripture and of doctrine, but we want to see the working, the power and presence of God in your life. And that starts by discipling them in the spiritual disciplines that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like not snuffing that zealousness out and say, hey okay, yeah, yeah, just let's pull it back a little bit. It's like, no, let's stoke that. Let's actually show you how you sustain that. Because when you come in with that zealousness, it's easy to run in passion and then fall when you don't have anything to, to hold you up. But when you're zealous, when you're running after God, having these spiritual disciplines in place in your life is what's going to sustain that. Yeah. It's what's going to keep that going. And first and foremost, that, that starts with prayer. It starts with that communication with God. Um, <clears throat> so the next thing that we have on here is like talking about like a husband and wife. If we don't have any communication, if we don't have any connection, then that's going to be, uh, what kind of relationship is that going to be? We're in a covenant marriage, mm-hmm. but we don't actually ever talk.
0: We're, gonna, We're
1: roommates. <laughs> We're roommates, bound by, you know, by by God and, and law. Like
0: <laughs> that sounds terrible. It sounds it like a prison to it me. Do, it does. Cold, stagnant, no intimacy at all. It sounds terrible. I don't want that. No.
1: no. Nobody wants that.
0: And and you don't learn who e- each other are, their their needs, their wants, like what they like, dislike. That, uh, there's just no connection at all. I heard. Um, Oh, a minister recently was just talking about relationship with their mother and just saying, like, they didn't even know what their favorite color was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm sure there's married couples out there, like, they don't know their favorite color. I remember mm-hmm. when we first started... What's, what's
1: my favorite color?
0: Teal. Um, I remember whenever we first started dating, and we would be on the phone for hours sometimes, you know how you do, mm-hmm. and... I remember we would play 20 questions all the time. And 20 questions would turn into 50 questions, you know. Mm-hmm. But it would be like, you know, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite <laughs> color? Mm-hmm. Like, what's your favorite memory as a kid? Like, we would just ask all these questions just to get to know each mm-hmm. other. And, um, you know, it's just like that with God when we are sitting down and talking. And sometimes we want to make it so business like when we're yeah. talking to God. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, we want to just so, f- so, formal, Mm -hmm. you know, so just uh,
1: structured and and there's nothing wrong with structure. There
0: isn't, but I just want my relationship with God to be so much more than that, Uh, more, Mm -hmm. so much more than.
1: if If we came to the, if we came to sit down and talk with each other just have a conversation, and we had to look like a, like a board meeting, like a right, business deal. Right, and I just
0: had a clipboard. It was like, okay. All right, well, here um, are the list
1: of needs and wants.
0: This is this is what I need you to do. This is need, how, how I need you to discipline the kids, blah, 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 blah. And that sounds terrible to me.
1: Like, sounds, it sounds efficient. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, item number three, um, this week's budget. Okay, here's where we're at. Good. All right. Moving on. Item number four.
0: Uh, you, you bought too much Pretty's coffee. I'm going to need you to rein it in. That's right. item number four. Item number
1: four, reducing the number of I love you's for this week. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what's about to happen. You keep attacking my coffee. Oh. Uh,
0: so, uh, it but, e- <laughs> you. But
1: that's, a, that's, that's such a, there's no life and, and love in that relationship. It's a, it's a formal agreement. It's a business meeting. It's not loving and, and enjoyable. Um, no, and, and
0: like, I was just talking to someone last night, and we were just talking about old songs or something like that, and I said, like, Joe knows, like, if I'm having a bad day, like, he'd come in and turn on this one particular song, and he knows that I'm just, mm-hmm. it's just going light to up, light up my day. I need to ask, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <And> <laughs> I asked if we can get that for the intro music. No, yeah.
0: and, and so I was like, you know, it's just, a lot of people wouldn't know mm-hmm. that about their spouse or whatever, but... Um but, in the same vein we we just have to have daily communication with God, just not just petition but also listening and and to praise to question, to confess, to discuss, mm-hmm. because that's what we you and I do life together mm-hmm. just as and even more so, we do life with God,
1: yeah,
0: and it's not just business like and it's not just formal, but it's relationship and it's life and Sometimes it's messy and sometimes it's questioning and sometimes it's like, I don't understand. Can you help me with this? And sometimes it's complete silence where you're just listening and saying, God, I don't know, but you do, so mm-hmm. just tell me.
1: Yeah. It's all those things. And he, and he and he wants to be there. He wants to meet us there.
0: Yeah, he does. So that gets us into forms of prayer. Well, um, not so there's, forms there's, of prayer well.
1: Yeah, it's it's I think expressions. It's like expressions that we uh, that we see in prayer. different
0: ways that we
1: can. <laughs> and there's a lot here, um, so uh-huh. we're probably, we'll, we I mean, well, there's these notes are going to be attached to the to the podcast here. Show so, you see we we get fancy
0: these
1: days. Now, do you want me to do you want me to start going through these? And because you, you some of these we're going to read scripture for some of them, some we won't, some of them we yeah. will. So, number one, we want to talk about is Thanksgiving. Like, I talked about worship or. Uh, Complaining be the worship language of hell. Like Thanksgiving is like how we, in, is how we enter into um, communion with God. I love whenever like the Holy Spirit wakes me up in the morning and like there's a, there's a song just rolling through my head already. Yeah. I, I love that. There was like multiple times this week where that happened. And I was just like, yeah, that's awesome. Like he's, he's waking me up. He's already excited to start the day with me, you know, so to speak. Um, but Luke 17, 11 through 19 talks about where the lepers were healed. And the one comes back and falls down and says, he starts giving thanks. It's thanksgiving to Jesus. Like, thank you for this. Thank you for what you've done. He's like, where's the other ones? He
0: said, yeah, Yeah. didn't I heal ten men? Yeah. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you, he says. Yeah. Because he's like, ten people were healed, and only one of them was giving praise. And that's something that we... um, I've noticed that we begin to de- begin doing at least over the the past year here Arhop and i I just love it so much like this morning we had four people give their life to Christ, and it was just a, an amazing celebration and you know sometimes we have mm-hmm. people stand up that that have got healed so that not only that faith can be can rise in the room because mm-hmm. so many people got healed but just to give God glory because what if you know? four people got saved and 10 people got healed and we just let it go on by like
1: who's getting glory for that exactly yeah randy talks about like when we don't when we don't praise god for what he does we're actually still we're touching his glory we're stealing his glory Mm. and um it's he it's he's a it's a really important part when he teaches on healing um that i love because it's like we need to give god glory we need to testify of what he's doing um so Paul begins each of his letters, except Galatians, with thanksgiving and praise to God, and um, that's that's important. Like it's a, it's like an open prayer for the letter. Mm-hmm. And in Colossians, he actually he carries that all through the letter, and it's you can see that it's expressed throughout the letter. That it's his attitude towards God and towards these believers. It's it's attitude of thanksgiving. Paul was dependent upon God for everything in his life. He his life was Christ centered, and what that looked like was, God, I'm thanking you for my life. I'm thanking you for what you've done. I'm thanking you for what you're doing in these churches. I'm thanking you for what you're doing in these believers. Like Thanksgiving was the root of his prayer life and it just permeated everything. Um, the second one here is praise and worship. And so <clears throat> people think, well, people quote praise and worship with singing and singing is just a, a part of praise and worship. It's yeah. not, it's not everything. Um, but in my prayer life, There'll be times when I'm praying, when I'm communicating with God, that communication is coming off as praise and me attributing worth to him, giving who he is. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's my father, the the Holy Spirit that that lives within me. Like I'm praising him. I'm worshiping him. And we equate singing with, with praise and worship. But singing is just a method by which we express our praise and worship. And it's a very powerful one. Singing is a very powerful way that we express praise and worship. Um... It, I, uh, we can. We'll, I don't know how much we'll go into detail on this today with like these different aspects of praise and worship, but yeah. um, praise and worship is me. Um, it, it looks different. There's different. There's eight different words. There's eight different. I guess there's there's seven or um, there's eight different words for for praise in scripture, mm-hmm. and then. And We can break those down. I'm kind of thinking like maybe we should just do like a, a like a one of the bonus podcasts or we should like break all these down and maybe get Nick and Matt to join us and we like break down all these different forms of praise and and go into detail with that.
0: Oh, yeah, Sister Judy Hall loves these. Um, yeah, she's spoken on them several times and and I love to hear her speak on them. But one thing that this reminds me of, and, and I've heard uh, Bill Johnson talk about before, he says, you know, if you have 10 minutes to to pray, whatever amount Mm -hmm. of time that you have, you know, spend 90% of that time, you know, spend nine minutes praising and worshiping and then you take the last minute or the last 10% and... To just
1: share your petitions. Yeah,
0: to share your petitions.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and um, so we can... I I say we just say this for a... Like we go through all the different types or the different expressions of praise and worship, but needless to say is that praise and worship is more than just singing singing is a part of it playing music with instruments is a part of it Mm -hmm. lifting my hands is a part of it shouting and bragging on god and boasting on god's goodness is a part of it like giving him the the position the adoration you know the worth that he deserves um that's a part of the prayer life so the next one is praying the scripture and we actually talked about that Mm -hmm. in our, our scripture podcast but um Lexio Divina, which is the practice of like praying through and meditating through the scripture, it's it's a really important thing. So as I go into scripture, I don't ever go into scripture and just like I should never, I'm gonna say I should never go into scripture and just be like reading it and then just moving on. Like it should be a place where like I'm sitting down like we are right now and I'm saying, Okay, you know, I'm reading I'm reading Joshua right now and this is really interesting to me, God. You know, and I'm talking to him about it and I'm listening, and I'm that that practice that we talked about in the last um, series the Lexio Divina like that's a good way to do that but I don't have to separate scripture out from prayer I can oh, no. I can as I, I should never do that I, as I'm reading my scripture I should be reading it from a position of like this is a place of communication between God and I like he's the author I'm going to I want my heart to be turned to him and focused on him so that I may receive what he wants to speak in the scripture and like yeah.
0: when I pray like even use scripture like when I pray sometimes like yeah. like Lord like you know I'm going through this right now and it looks like this promise that you've given me that you've spoken is not going to come to pass but your word in yeah. Timothy says that we should wa- ra- wage warfare with our prophetic words and mm-hmm. so that's what I, I'm doing now God is I am just yeah. petitioning you and saying that I trust you in this word you know I'm mm-hmm. using his truth and his scripture yeah. to bring faith to the situation
1: and, and that's like when Sharon preached about you know when she preached about the um, in the fire the impossibilities happen mm-hmm. you know and it was like that scene with Shadrach Meshach and Abednego they were thrown in the furnace and they couldn't see the fourth man but the king did mm-hmm. and it was like going through those stories and seeing God reveal Himself in those stories and then and then praying through those stories hey, God I feel like I'm in the fire right now but I know You're here with me I know You're here with me I, those these stories. I'm praying through the scripture and these stories and they become testimonies that they are testimonies that I begin to pull strength from as I'm doing that with him, you know. Um, Next one is waiting on the Lord and like biblical meditation, which we talked about in the the section of scripture. But waiting on the Lord and meditating on scripture, it's filling our mind with truth and it's anticipating that God is going to work in the situation. Like if I'm waiting on the Lord in in the biblical sense, I'm not wringing my hands and I'm, Worried and God, maybe you're going to do it, maybe you're not. It's that I'm filling my mind with the truth of who God says He is, of His testimonies, and I have a hopeful anticipation. God, You are going to move in this. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I know that You're going to do some incredible things. Yeah. Um, so these these kind of go hand in hand. Um, so Isaiah 40 and 31 is that one you're on right now? And I
0: was going to read Joshua. Yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. With the, go with Isaiah. Well,
1: Isaiah 40 and 31 talks about like we will as we wait. A, upon the Lord we will mount up uh, on eagle's wings and and our strength will be renewed. We'll run and not be weary. Like that's what he's talking about here is that we are filling our minds with truth. We're filling our our minds with the uh, the truth of God's word. We're relying on him. We're trusting in him and we know that he is going to be what renews us, restores us. Um, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Um, you having the, a hard time over there?
0: Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mark it but then I couldn't find it. Um, but Joshua 1 in, and it goes along with this where it's just talking about meditation. But it says, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do.
1: Yeah. So meditate on it day and night. Mm-hmm. Have It It should be forever in your mind. It should be upon your mouth. It should be in your heart. Like You should be filling yourself with this. And then when you go into situations where it looks like impossibilities, Jericho. You should have a hopeful anticipation that god is going to move in this yes uh confession so part of our prayer is confessing god god these are things that i'm struggling with mm-hmm. and that's even something that we're called to do with together matt and i were having a great conversation about that matt and colton and i about like the christian community and what what does it look like to really be in community mm-hmm. and coming together and say hey listen these are some things that i'm struggling with and having that transparency to say I, I need help with this well i go to god and i say god you already see this. I know that you see this, but I can't fix this myself or I'm, maybe I'm, I'm carrying this and I, I need to lay it down. Maybe there's, there's something that I keep finding myself, uh, some, some kind of, uh, action that keeps leading me back into, um, to some kind of bondage, whatever it may be, you know, what there's some, there's some, um, something that I can't seem to get away from. Mm-hmm. And these things are, you know, maybe they're sin and maybe they're not. Uh, maybe it's just, you know, I'm, well, I mean, I guess. Well, well, we could like, we could yeah. we can get we could really drill well, I mean, down there. But it can be as
0: simple as like I was sharing with Pursuit the other day when I uh, when I was teaching at Pursuit and just talking about how I believe it was in uh, First Peter that I was reading, but it literally lists out hatefulness.
1: Oh yeah, as yeah.
0: something that you know is mm-hmm. not right, and I was just like, you know, hatefulness, being. A sin like I never thought about this and I'm not God I feel like I'm hateful every day <laughs> so, what? like Lord you have to help me with this you know
1: it's usually around meal times, right <laughs> so I get
0: Um, but I'm like Lord like that's for yeah. me I was just confessing confessing to all pursuit Lord yeah. I, you know I, sometimes I get hateful Yeah. maybe it's hangryness but it's You're just hate, so full it, of hate it's hatefulness mm-hmm. and I'm just like well, Lord I need to deal with that you know,
1: no. well, you need to take it to God. Well, yeah, yeah deal with to sneakers him. Yeah. or
0: something, but yes.
1: <laughs> Somebody, I had a, a guy tell me one time, he said that when he first got saved, that he didn't realize that he could be anxious and worried about stuff to the point that it'd be sin, because he's not trusting in God, he's relying on himself. Mm-hmm. He said, when they realized that, he just quit worrying about stuff. And I was like, that's, that's a pretty, that's like a superpower, bud. You know, he told me that, and he was like, the moment I quit worrying about it, God took care of it.
0: Well, and then that goes back and my grandmother and I were having this conversation uh, one time a couple of years ago. But just talking about, you know, God didn't give us the spirit of fear. The Bible says that. But yeah. a power and of love and a sound mind. Yeah. To have fear present in your life is not of God. And it cannot be present before God. Mm-hmm. So therefore, fear cannot enter into to heaven. Therefore, if you are consumed by fear, you mm-hmm. cannot e- either. Therefore, fear is a sin. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, so, but... Like, let's think about that here. Once I've, once I've actually been united with Christ, like, there's being over, overcome with fear versus being afraid. You know, if I'm afraid, but I go forward, like, that's, that's courage. Okay. You know? But if, I'm, if I am being over, like, yeah, we can, man, we can get real deep on this. I okay. know. Um, I've seen people become so entrenched in fear that it becomes a demonic. Like, there's a demonic yes. component to it. Yes. And not, yeah, you know, somebody say that like every time there is fear, it's a demonic component. Eh, maybe, maybe there's not, but I've seen fear be strongly linked to a, a demonic um, influence on, on a person's life. Um, to say like someone can't enter in heaven just because they're afraid. Like, I don't think that's what you were trying to say, was no, it? No, I'm talking
0: like consumed by fear.
1: So we're not talking about someone who's like, well, what does it mean to be consumed by fear? Like, what is that? What is, I mean, just, I'm, uh, we're kind of going off No, the,
0: no, you're fine. But, like, uh, people have, have literally been, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, frozen with fear, like, in their life. Like, yeah. they, they can't move in either direction because they're so afraid. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. So, but but, again, I kind of go back to, like, once we're united with Christ, like, he sees us in that state of... He sees when we allow that to happen to ourselves, but we go to him and say, God, I can't. Deal with this. Then he glad he's he gladly helps us. Um, I think you're trying to equate like we can be so overcome with fear that it's like it's like a, we're talking about sin here, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that's an interesting way to look at that. Um, I, I guess I'm I'm just thinking out out loud here. Like, so can are we equating... Is is it is it sinful? To be overcome with fear. What is sin? Well, sin's like biblically, that's missing the mark. It's what the, in the Greek, so missing the mark. It's not, we're not, we're not, things aren't exactly as they should be. It's not in aligned with truth. But as a Christian, like, say I become fearful, will that keep me out of heaven? Will that keep me out of God's presence? It didn't come from him, but I guess I'm just asking. Do you think that? I, I I guess I don't necessarily think of like just because someone is afraid, or that they are overwhelmed by fear. Let's put it that way. That they're overwhelmed by fear, because everybody gets afraid. But you make a decision to to yeah. keep going. But I'm overwhelmed by fear. That, but that'll keep me. That 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 that'll separate me from God. I don't think that.
0: What well, do you not think that... So I f- I'm
1: just trying to get you to clarify what you're saying. because you well, Something about what you said uh, about, like, that fear can't enter in before God and, therefore, fear can't enter into heaven so that if we're overwhelmed with fear that we can't. Like, did I misunderstand what you were saying? No, no
0: but, I mean, if you're overcome with fear, then mm-hmm. it's... it's It can be crippling to your, to your life in general. It, it can but be. spiritually as well, like, if you're so overcome with fear that you're not moving into what God called you to do. Yeah. Your purposes and plans. Like you so we're, so, we're like, so
1: fear is keeping us from walking in obedience.
0: hundred percent. Okay. Not just in life, but in spiritual aspects as well. Mm-hmm. Either way. I mean you're crippled yeah. by that. You're you're stuck by the fear. Yeah. And that is not it's, God's yeah. plans or purposes. You like it's not, it's no, being not at stopped all, literally by fear,
1: yeah, which is yeah. not of him. And people typically, so do you one I, I do, I do, okay. and people typically don't think of fear as like something and the way you're trying, the way you're talking about it. People look at like, oh, well, if you you know, sleep with people outside of marriage, you know, if you are a drunkard, if you like these things, they look at those and but they those say, those are
0: the things that are just highlighted, but they're the I, I know. Yeah. I'm
1: just saying, like, those are things that people will look at and say, like, um these are like the big sins but you're 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 saying well no fear in itself not trusting in god and allowing yourself to be overcome with this thing that keeps you from obedience that keeps you from relationship trust these things that's just as much sin as being a you know being consumed by alcohol or sleeping with someone outside of marriage and these things like that
0: yeah or yeah. having issues with anger or there's so many other things that we could just Jot down that mm-hmm. people are just like, oh, that's just my personality, or oh, that's just this or but that. But we've been given but
1: a divine nature, though. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And, and yeah. Like I mean, that that fornication is no greater than than you like blowing off the rails because you have deep rooted anger issues. Yeah. You, know? you just see
1: what. <sighs> yeah. No, I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm I'm just I was just kind of having just hashing out that conversation. Mm-hmm. So when I'm when I'm consumed by fear, you know, if I if I'm consumed by fear, mm-hmm. then and it's funny enough that, you know, we're kind of talking about this, like when I've walked people through deliverance and it's been rooted in fear, it's always came back to confession. They had to confess. They, can, they confessed something. They let go of this thing that was actually the root of that fear. And then they, they would receive the grace of God, the restoration of God in that moment. And when that truth came in and it set them free, you know, then they had freedom from that demonic thing. Um. Now, you know, whenever I, I walk people through deliverance, I, I, fundamentally, I'm taking them to truth. You know, there's one thing just to, to cast the demon out. There's another thing to give someone truth so that they can walk in freedom. You know, they don't walk back into the pit. Like that video that Nick showed of that sheep when they got that mm-hmm. sheep out of it and it just jumped right back in the pit um, and he, when he preached that day. And people tend to do that. But when I've walked people through deliverance before, like walking them through confession Okay, so where did this fear come from? And then the Holy Spirit reveals to them, and then they confess that sin. They confess whatever that was that that fear was related to, and then they see the truth, and then they then they get set free. You know, a lot of times we don't even have to say, like, get out in the name of Jesus or anything like that. It's just that the, the Spirit of God coming upon them and revealing that truth to them, like, just creates this freedom in them. It's just really powerful. So, sorry, I was just connecting that with what we were talking about there. Like, fear is powerful, like, in the sense of... like the the hold that it can have on us along with all these other these other things um you know and some people like we have different views of pe- people have different views about salvation about can you lose your salvation can you not lose your salvation like the um you know the uh, once I'm not, I'm not i'm not gonna say once i wasn't gonna say once in grace always in grace like that's not that's a really bad way to express that but um there's, that's a, that's a strong dividing line theologically for people about like can you lose your salvation can you not lose your salvation so I was trying to have that conversation about what you what you said there about fear because for some people listening they may be like that that can't there's nothing that that can't that can't create a a loss of salvation so to speak but we have other people who are listening who would say, well no if you're a Christian and you you know you do x y z that you could lose your salvation and they would say, yeah, you, yeah, if fear fears sin, and yeah, you could lose your salvation. I was just trying to clarify, I don't, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think we we just need to, I just wanted to clarify that, because we hadn't actually talked about that, so I didn't want people to, like, come back and and listen to this and be like, what was she trying to say there, so, um, what?
0: Anyway, on to number six. Well, no,
1: it's important, <laughs> it's important to talk about this stuff, so, but the, let's let's finish that thought, though, confession, like, what are, what are we confessing? We're confessing, Stuff that we're dealing with, we're confessing sins, we're confessing um, whatever it is that we're finding that we're being weighed down by, hanging on to, whatever it may be, you know, but fundamentally, it's typically when we, when we find that we're missing the mark in some way, we want to, we want to confess that because we don't want to find ourselves bound up in some way by this in a worse way, in a worse state. Um, So next one there, go ahead.
0: Uh, Intercession.
1: Yeah, this is a good one.
0: So, we have an intercessory prayer group that meets every Thursday night, by the way. Yeah. Um, but just interceding on someone else's behalf, like, that can be very powerful. Um, there's a lot of different things that you can intercede for, just an outpouring and a move of God, but just interceding on other people's behalf is just, you know, taking that burden upon yourself to really just pray and, and, and seek the face of God for them.
1: Yeah, and Genesis eighteen, uh, sixteen through thirty three is the section of scripture where uh Abraham is interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah, basically, and God's like, Yeah, their blood's crying out, they've it's, it's getting pretty uh, dicey down there. Let's go check it out and Abraham's like, Well if you only found this many, this many, this many and he continues to intercede for Sodom and Gomorrah and it's a very it's a very powerful section of scripture, not not just because it's of intercession, but it's because like God actually cared what Abraham thought. Why and he says, "What well, am I going to keep from Abraham? What I'm about to do?" And then Abraham actually alters the course of. He alters the course of the situation, mm-hmm. because he says, "God, well, if you just found this many, well, what if you found this many? Well, what if you found this many, now ultimately, I say altered the course. He didn't. He, God had gave him a position in that relationship where he could have." had God found that number of righteous people. Ultimately, the, the course wasn't altered. God was going down to look at it himself, and, it, and Sodom and Gomorrah was but destroyed. But God gave thing. him an opportunity to speak into the situation. Yes, and same thing yeah. with
0: Moses, uh, if you remember. Oh, yeah.
1: God, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill them all, Moses. Moses is like, well, God, I don't yeah. think that's a good idea. Yeah and, yeah, and
0: that's just because the relationship that Abraham and Moses had with God, they were friends of God. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So, yeah.
1: Um, Petition. Thanks. First Chronicles four nine through petition. ten,
0: and that's what majority of people think that prayer
1: is anyway. It's yeah. just a laundry list of petition. Yeah, and and we but we do go to God in petition, mm-hmm. and wow, we've been going for forty nine minutes. This know, is a long one. We got on that tangent there. Uh, um, sorry,
0: that was my fault.
1: No, no, no. It was a good. It was a good conversation. Like I, and I, and I, I was just I was wanting you to us to be on the same page with that when what you were saying because I think it's just important to clarify stuff. Yeah. Um. So petition, like. Uh, the prayer of Jabez is what, you know, people, during that, when that book came out, everybody was reading the prayer of Jabez, and it was like, everybody just prayed the prayer of Jabez, and it's the like, if I... J- uh,
0: I got the prayer of j for children in the yeah. uh, bookcase right
1: now. Yeah, I think that actually came went from uh-huh. uh, my house, if I'm not mistaken, because oh. I had that as a kid. Uh-huh. I remember we did, like, Sunday school lessons over it and stuff like that, and it was cool, and I've never forgot that prayer, and I think it's a powerful prayer. Like, in the, if you read it and you see what, what he's petitioning God for... Um, but some people think oh, I can just pray that, and it's like it's just like a magic word. If I just pray that prayer, then God's going to do all this stuff for me. It's like, well, no, that's not. That's not how this works. Petition, yes, is a, is an expression of prayer. I take my needs before God. I, I go for God. God, I need you today at my work. God, I need you with these issues that are going on in our family. I need you with these issues that are going on in X Y Z. Um, God, I got this situation that I'm not really sure how to handle. Like, I go to Him, petition Him for wisdom for. Resources, Whatever it is that I need, I go to Him and I cast my cares upon Him. So it's a it's a part of it, but it's not all of it. Yeah. For some people, it is all of it. They they only know how to petition, and that's it. But there's more to it.
0: Oh, there's so much more. And like one of my favorites is the last one, and it's listening and seeing. Yeah. And that's just, that's just one of my favorite things to do is just like, you know, just say, God, this is what I'm, I'm dealing with right now. And, mm-hmm. I, and I don't even have to go into... Know, a lot of detail with it because he already knows you know mm-hmm. and just say what do you think about this god
1: yeah
0: and just waiting up on him and listening and saying yeah just saying god what are you what do you say say about this and you know he can speak to us in a still my voice mm-hmm. he can you know uh, roll out a, a video in our mind you know mm-hmm. he can you have open visions he can give you dreams but there's listening is important because we go and, uh, so many times and we just say, you know, I'm just waiting on the Lord for an answer, mm-hmm. but we don't take the time to listen. When we go before the Lord, we're just spouting off all the the things, but we just mm-hmm. don't take the time to just sit back and and listen. We're wanting an answer, but we don't want to listen for
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, uh, I've, I found that when I began doing that, it, Um, it was really impactful in my prayer life because it's not just about me going and talking to God and saying all the things and then moving on. It's like I need to spend time actually allowing him to respond. Um, So to kind of wrap this up, I want to read this quote. You want to read this quote or you want me to? By Dallas Willard. So many people have found prayer impossible because they thought they should only pray for wonderful but remote needs they actually had little or no interest in or even knowledge of. Prayer simply dies from efforts to pray about good things that honestly don't matter to us. The way to get to meaningful prayer for those good things is to start by praying for what we are truly interested in. The circle of our interest will inevitably grow in the largeness of God's love. So start, yeah, so start with praying for things that you actually care about. You're concerned. You need tires for your car, and you're looking at your budget, and you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned about this. I don't think I've got the money right now, but I definitely need to get tires for my car. Take that to God and pray about it. God, I you know, I need this. You know, I need you to help me make a way. Maybe it's there's something I'm not seeing. Maybe there's a way I can adjust my budget. Help me with that. Maybe it's, it's, you supernaturally going to supply this for me. I I just I need you to help me with this. People think that that's crazy. But God actually cares when we bring our needs to him. He actually cares when we, we bring those things to him and say, God, I don't know what I'm going to do about this. And sometimes for some people it may be like, I don't know how I'm going to pay certain bills this month. Mm-hmm. And for others it may be God... You know, there's a situation going on at work and I'm really concerned about how this is going to go. I'm really sh- concerned about what's going to happen to some other people or maybe to myself or wherever it may be. So I'm bringing that to you. I'm saying, God, I need you to I need you to help me. I'm praying about the things that are of interest to me. Mm-hmm. And what slowly ends up happening is that as I become more immersed in my relationship with God, like what I begin to not only pray about the things I'm interested in, but I begin to find myself being interested in the stuff that he's interested in more mm-hmm. widespread. And we begin to pray more for that. and We begin to intercede more. For those things that are beyond ourselves. And you know, yeah. some people
0: would say, well, I, you know, my needs are just so small and so, you know, uh, so little compared to everybody else's needs. But yeah. like, he, he cares for you. You know, yeah. he cares about what, what you need and what you want, no matter how little. And I was just thinking, like, we were getting ready for church this morning, and uh, we had misplaced Phoenix's new dress that she wanted to wear. Mm-hmm. And we knew that if we didn't find that dress, there was just going to be oh, yeah. a broken-hearted little girl. Oh well. And we searched, like we searched and we searched and we could not find this dress. It was totally my fault. I told her to put on the bed and mm-hmm. uh, so I could hang it up. And then I got busy and forgot to hang it up. And it had got lost. And we looked. And we couldn't find it. And you came through there a couple minutes later and you found it. And you said, I literally asked the Holy Spirit where this dress was. And he showed me a picture of it in between the bed and the
1: wall yeah it hadn't fell down underneath the bed it was like stuck it yeah. was stuck and, and, if, like, you know, the, and holy the holy spirit was? Sh-
0: showed you that and you went and you mm-hmm. found the dress and mm-hmm. then you have a little girl yeah coming into to service this morning and some people would think well that just sounds crazy to me like why would god even care about you know finding mm-hmm. your little girl's dress for church because he cares for you and he yeah. cares for your life and your needs and yes
1: yeah yeah so overall with prayer. It's having daily communication with God. It's strengthening and deepening our relationships with him. The more that we see who he is and who he's called us to be, like all this, like it's, it's this time where I come together in communion with him. He shows me who he is. He shows me who I'm called to be. He shows me how he sees me. Um, I bring my needs before him. He answers those things. So uh, the way I kind of like to uh, lay out prayer here is that we praise, we petition, we allow our hearts to listen, and then we respond. So I go into prayer and I praise, I go in, I, I'm, I'm worshiping him. I'm, I've got adoration for him. And, but then I bring my needs before him because I, I need to bring my needs before him. I don't need just to hold on to those things. It actually will cr- set up pride in my life. If I don't bring my needs before him, I need to bring everything to him. No matter how small it is. Yes. That is actually a way to inoculate yourself from pride is to bring every need before him all the time. He wants to hear them because if you don't, you'll start trying to take care of it yourself.
0: Yes, and God gave me a really interesting illustration when it came to this one time. Um, <clears throat> I, I went through the house one day and all the doors were open. Even the closet doors, they were all open. And He, I felt the Holy Spirit literally spoke to me and said, this is what your mind is like when you just keep all your needs bundled up and don't give them to me.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Just, You need to go through and shut the doors. And so every time you, you express a, a need mm-hmm. to the Lord, you get it out of your mind and out of your heart. You're not carrying it anymore and you're shutting a door. Yeah. So you're not walking through and you're like, Oh my goodness, this door's open, this door's open, this door I'm gonna have to go, you know.
1: Yeah. So. And and that's like um, and some people may hear this and think like, Well, so we just like say all this stuff for God, and then we just sit back. No, like I pray I, I heard this phrase, you know, we uh, this has probably been said a lot, but you pray like it's to, you you pray like it depends on God and you work like it depends on you. But your mindset there is not that I'm going to create the end result. He is. Yeah. I'm going to bring my needs before him, but I'm going to work with the, all the energy and grace that he's given me. Paul even said that. Paul said, I'm I'm last of all the apostles, you know, but it was the grace of God that's worked in me that I've accomplished all these things for him. He understood that all that came from God because he took his needs before God. He took everything before God and God supplied all his needs. You know, Paul worked and he worked hard and he did everything he did for God. But ultimately it was from God. For God, to God, all of it was God. And Paul said, people look at Paul and say, no, you worked really hard. And Paul's like, I worked hard. He gave me the energy. He gave me the grace. It was him working in me. It wasn't just me. It wasn't me at all. It was him working in me. Paul would say that. So we praise, we petition, we allow our hearts to listen, and we respond. Um, journaling is a way that I recommend that people do some part of this. Like you, you actually journal what you're praying about and you journal when God responds to it because this becomes your own testimony book. You look back on and you say, yes. Look what God has done in my life. I have a lot of those. Yeah. But, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, go for it. I
0: was just going uh, to. Uh, entering into prayer with gratefulness, thankfulness, and praise will position our hearts and minds to be tuned in with God. And I think this is just. Uh, Just every day, just entering into every day with gratefulness, thankfulness, and praise. Because it positions our heart um, to lean into what God has for us. Yeah.
1: And with that, that is our episode on prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Go do what Jesus said. We'll talk to you next time.